This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. It is. It's been a while. I've missed you. Yes, I've missed you too. Um, it's a, you know, people, well, let's let's take the curtain back four okay. seconds into the podcast. We taped a bunch to get through the new year. So this is like our official Fresh new start. year, fresh start, yes. new podcast. The last episode. Let's get it. Let's get right into it. I'm not even going to ask you to rate and review and subscribe. You I'm not going to ask you to tag a bitch on Instagram stories. I'm not going to do that because you already know. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Exactly. Friend. Tell a friend. 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 Tell a friend. 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 Tell a friend. Maybe, tag a bitch. Maybe tell two. Who knows? Two. I okay. don't care. Sure. Last episode was people were touched. I know. By your story of the, uh, I guess we should call it an epic. It's like Homer the Odyssey. (laughs) Epic, (laughs) the epic on and off again uh, thing. thing. Yeah. And I I got a little taste of it. I got some Mm -hmm. DMs being like, you know, telling me like, wow, that last episode really Mm -hmm. connected me. I was really connected with it. But you must have gotten. I got so many. I got more DMs after that episode than I've ever gotten after any episode that we've done so far. It's crazy. Um, And for me, it was like, I mean, before right after we did the episode, I had a I had a uh, Brene Brown who writes about vulnerability. She Mm -hmm. has this thing that's called like she goes sometimes when you're like kind of like tell a story that you're like a little worried about telling you get like a vulnerability hangover. So I'm like, very so, <laughs> so that's actually, I've never heard of that, but that's very right. true. Like I, I don't shut the fuck up as people know <laughs> who listens to this show. And so I do go on a lot of other podcasts and I do get asked a lot of questions and I do afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, when I come on this show or I come on do my own or right. whatever it is, I always spew. And yeah. then I, afterwards I go, All right, what are the consequences of that spewage? You know, I have that moment right. where I'm like, I get a little nervous. I, I mean, to to review, though, for the listeners who haven't listened yet, um, Jordana had a guy that she's been on and off again for 10 years. I mean, since, I mean, it's it has been 10 years. I haven't, like, it hasn't really been on and off. I've had a boyfriend for, like, two and a half years. So sure. up until right but before he, that. But yes. he's been hovering around yes, your life he's been for hovering, a long time. Yes. And, and then it kind of culminated with this him showing up to the Vancouver right. show and then texting afterwards and we talked it out right. but uh, but you got very you know very personal yeah it was uh it was a very personal story for me it's something that i've always had like a little bit of like a shame about i mm. think in the back of my head i've always been like this is like a really pathetic thing about me um in my <laughs> head in my head i'm you know what i mean i remember meeting i remember meeting my boyfriend and eventually you have those those talks about like past relationships and things like that and like what you know what was your last relationship what was your longest relationship and um i remember kind of feeling like ashamed to tell him that i was like i hadn't been in a relationship in a long time but i had had like this like kind of meaningful thing to me Mm. but but that he was like never my boyfriend and i was like oh i'm gonna sound like telling the story about this guy is gonna make me sound like like pathetic right and i was always like very worried about that 
Um, and it was the great the great thing about telling that story was great to get so many DMs from people who were like, I'm in a similar thing, and like I and uh, this inspired me to send that text or do that thing or or cut it off or do that thing, and like and because it can make you feel when there's no label on it, it can make you feel just like like even just talking about it, you just seem like very pathetic. You can sound delusional. Right, you delusional, can feel delusional. Right. Even yeah. When, yeah, and I remember like telling my friends every time I would like go back to it and they'd be like, oh, again, like, you know, sure. like there's a sense of, and it is a really, <laughs> it's a hard thing to get out of and it's yeah. not like, it's, and I think the important thing for anyone who is in that kind of like sort of toxic on again, off again thing to remember is that like getting out of it isn't necessarily like a linear thing. Like I talked about how I like went to a therapist yeah. and I was like, I really like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I just feel like I can't stop. Um, and during the course of that, like over the course of a couple of years, like seeing him, like I did stop, but there was, but there were times within that period of time when I went back. Yeah. Do so you know what I mean? It's not like I'm, I've decided I'm no longer doing it. I sent the text and I'm done. It was like, I like sent like, a pseudo text like that, like several times. Yeah. And it's, you know, what was interesting also about that is like, it's a personal thing. Right. Like your thing, you know, the guy in the situation, when you're telling the story, like to me, I'm like, I get what he's doing, but I get what he doesn't get. I get what he's ignoring. Right. You know, but I also like a lot of, it, it's just an interesting thing of like, you know, you went to a lot of, through a lot of different, you know, like, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to speak carefully, but I'm saying you went like, you go to therapy to talk Mm -hmm. this out. His side of things is totally different. His personal reasons for doing it is totally different. Totally different. The way he connects to your relationship is totally different, but communicating how it affects you is, you know, ended up being the thing to like kind of try and end the cycle. Right. Yeah. I think that's, and that's the important, the most important lesson I think that I got from it. Because even though, again, he did apologize, it didn't come with an explanation. Yeah. Right. It didn't really say, I, I'm sorry. I did. And to me, that's really the only apology that matters. The yeah. apology that's like, I'm so sorry I did this. Here's, here's why I did this. Even if it doesn't really yeah. matter, it gives you a sense of like, okay, I sort of understand why this happened a little bit more. But he didn't give that to me, which is fine. But like, I think, and I, in speaking to my therapist about that, he was like, yeah, you're probably never really going to know that. He probably never, can't articulate yeah. that. The bigger question, I think, for you that you can look into and you can answer yourself is like, why did you stay for so long? That's yeah, really can, the question. You can only drive your own bus. Right. You know, and, and again, that guy on the other side, he might not have an explanation that he can really articulate, articulate either. Yeah. He might, you know, you know who might be able to explain it to you? His therapist, <laughs> you know, and he right. doesn't go to a therapist. So. He actually told me at one point that he did. So okay. maybe he does. So that would be, you no, know, but I think a lot of women out there who listen to this show, mm-hmm. um, first of all, hearing that you're going through the, you know, taking away the shame from right. it, understanding that there's a lot of people in this situation, understanding that like, you're not going to get the explanation. It's not going to be tied up with a bow. Right. You know? and, and yeah, and it doesn't, it's not like a clean rom-com ending of like, this is what the person just tells you exactly like why they did the thing and it makes perfect sense. Like well, it doesn't, life doesn't really work like that. No. Well, did you ever, did I ever talk about the, we ever talk about the movie, the breakup on here? Um, I think we've touched on it. I don't think we've really well, talked about well, it. Well, I know that the breakup, I'm not, I'm like 90% sure they filmed the breakup and it ended with them broken up and test oh, screenings yeah. were like, no, we right. fucking hate this yes, movie. Yes, it did end with them breaking up. Well, yeah. then they added a scene because the test groups were like, wait a minute, 
I need some redemption. Need something, it, this right. is too real. I need closure I need, on this other relationship, <laughs> yeah, exactly. let alone your own. Right? So they added that scene of them seeing each other at the baseball game at the end. So right. if you go watch the breakup, you'll see there's a real ending with, that leaves you going, oh, I guess that's it. That's the normal ending. Well, yeah, the normal ending is she's just like, this is too little, too late. Like, it's I, I can't. But the normal ending yeah. is no explanation. Right. No no neat neatness. The, that's then real, the, the yeah. The fake ending is, hey, we see each other at the baseball game and we look at each other kind of like we want to fuck still. You know, like that's the, right. you know. She's so, like, you look you look good. She's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. looking good. And then they, they walk away and they look back once and, you're, and then the audience gets to go, they made it. Right. You know, we, and it's like, no, 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 no. Nine out of ten don't work out. The tenth one ends in divorce 50% of the time now. And it's no. those endings that like kind of make us, I think, in a lot of ways, hang on to things that, that don't work. Um, yeah. But it also made me think about like, we talk about a lot. We talk about defining the relationship a lot here. Sure. Right. And I think you're always like, if you're having fun and you're getting everything you need, like you shouldn't need. The label, right? Sure. Well, I've, I've, you know, someone DM me about this, and that's not an invitation for everyone to DM me their problems. <laughs> I do a Patreon. You can, you can do that. Do but I, 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 I have changed. This podcast has made me reevaluate my that thoughts thought on, on it. That? Um, but what, what were you going to say? But I'm thinking, like, what I, I'm saying about like the why you need that label thing. I think for the longest time, also in this, in this thing that I had with this guy. I would always feel like because he was never like really officially my boyfriend, mm-hmm. I didn't have like a right to be like so upset or, or expect things or like because he had never gone there. So like for me, I think going forward after that, the labels are they're important just in the sense that they they give a public meaning. Well, they give a public meaning to whatever you're doing. But this is also the reevaluation I mean? of how I'm thinking about it, because right. I do. I understand the value of having the name on it. Okay, Mm -hmm. because of personal, but uh, because of what you're saying right now. But I also my point when I'm like, just have fun. It's like, well, have fun the way you want to. Like there was many times during this, you know, epic with this guy that you could have said, well, this week I'd like to go for dinner. You had a right to ask for dinner. Right. You know, and if he said no or didn't make that happen, then you can go, well, what are we doing? If you won't right, do dinner, yeah, no, like, I agree. That that, was on me as well. Yeah. But that's that's kind of like my reevaluation of like what the label is when I'm saying like have the conversation, like I don't believe in having the conversation unless you know what you want that isn't happening now. Yeah. So, and it's, it's about having the, the power to articulate it. Of course. So, yeah. And and all of this is hard. Listen, this podcast exists because all of these conversations are difficult. They're, we're not going to stop them from being difficult. Easy advice to give. Easy for us to fucking shoot out of our right. ass what you think you should do. Harder for you to go and do it. Go them. do it. 100%. And like, again, like, you always, there's always a thing where you know what you're supposed to do. It's very, very difficult to put in action. I'm the perfect example of that. And like, again, like, getting out of something bad is not like one day you decide you're going to no longer take it. It's very much like an up and down process, just like anything else is. Good and bad days. Yeah. What's going on here at Betches before we get to the show? So, guys, we've got a lot going on here at Betches. Make sure you check out our brand new travel Instagram account at Betches Travel. Ooh, um, Tulum. Exactly. <laughs> you get to find out all the betchiest places to go in Tulum. Um, we're rebranding the Betch Lab podcast. Uh, we relaunched the show as at Betches. Each week, the podcast will feature a rotation of Betches personalities, including your 
It's your favorite. Some of your favorite people. I from like this show. that idea. Yeah, I like that. You know why? Maybe Jared will be on one time. I would love to be rotated into the At Betches show because yeah. I've noticed that when we go on, when we did all the live You Up shows, mm-hmm. we'd have a few of the people that work here come along with us and help out with some of the you yeah. know, odds and ends. People recognize them. They were recognized. They're like, you're the person from the Instagram. They're the person. And it, it was kind of cool to see like, you know, Kay York and you know yeah. and Taylor and like everyone kind of like excited yeah hey, look at you you know and so uh, I think this is a great idea thank you yeah we're gonna talk about pop that's a pop culture podcast um, search the at symbol betches to subscribe now it's also there's a hotbed of personalities in this office right now yes there's there's like a in all different and every time I walk in here I'm like this is like you know you walk into the sorority house it's an adult exactly. sorority house Everyone's got their their own little thing. It's awesome. Um, and the, the Bachelor podcast, uh, the Bachelor is back. So the Bachelor podcast is back with weekly recaps of the brand new season of the Bachelor. If you don't watch Jared Freed's story, you are missing out because they are hysterical. I don't even really watch the Bachelor anymore. Thank you, but I do watch your stories because they are very funny. Totes preach. Um, yeah, I'm 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 in Bachelor season heavy right now. Yeah. Um, it's a big time of year for that over at J Train Studios. <laughs> and yeah, and you're gonna you'll I'm sure you'll do a few guest spots on the Abs- Bachelor I'll podcast. I'll be on the Bachelor. Well. I'll be on that podcast, not shutting the fuck up too. Yeah, and you can join the Bachelor Skinny Pop Fantasy Game. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Jared, what do you have coming up? Um, again, the Bachelor. I do my own Bachelor thing. If you could just touch my posts, that's what I'm. Just, just, just feel touch them, up. Them, feel them. You know, caress the nipple of my posts. You know what to do. You know what to do. You know how to. You know how. You know how to make a guy feel good. <laughs> um, also, I I went to. I did a bunch of shows towards the end of the year, and I just want to thank everyone who like stops after a show at the cellar or. I was in Springfield and Naples, Florida. I mean, like, it's so cool. People, can I tell before? I That's I hope right, people yeah. like hearing this stuff because just to know that there's people out there just like you listening. Mm-hmm. The Naples show, one, after one show, four different moms wow. came up to me and were like, my daughter sent me, They, my daughter lives in New York City and sent me to your show. That's awesome. Four different moms. Four and, different And they ones, were huh? like, we gave a hug. We took a picture. One Nana. There was a Nana that was like, hi, I'm Sarah. My granddaughter listens and I don't know what a podcast is, but you are funny. I'm like, oh my God, can I be, can you be my Nana too? You were going to be like the hit of the like Jewish mom Floridian <laughs> that's, community. That's right. Yes. Well, this is all to say that anyone, you know, I do stand up. That's my life. That's what I am. Um, if you come to my show, you can bring anyone you'd like. I'm, I'm going to make sure to make everyone laugh. And um, I'm going to be in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, yeah, never been before. I've been to Salt Lake once, but it was like, I was really young. What so, are they going to do with you there? Uh, we're going to find <laughs> out. I'm like, <laughs> like, I mean, Salt Lake City, we're white. That is white, white. Yeah. So I'm going to go in there. Um, we're white-ish. Yeah, we're white-ish. You know, so um, going to Salt Lake City, Utah, and then I'm going to Buffalo. Buffalo, 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 and Salt Lake City, Utah. Those are the two places I'll be at this month. So jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Also, you know, keep telling friends about this podcast. 
guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect but it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine thanks to vegamore sticking to my hair routine has never been easier and i'm finally seeing the shinier healthier looking hair that i've always wanted now i love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about phone calls before a first date. The very hot, it's very hotly debated the phone Stop call it. before the first date. Yeah. Have you done this? Do you like it? Do you not like it? What's your thoughts? I've gotten it a couple times when I was dating. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really like it. But you didn't like I, it? I didn't like it, but I think I didn't like it because I had this like very kind of like standoffish fear of like I don't think it's so terrible, but I think mm. you grow up in an age of like if it's not the norm, it kind of feels just like. Uh, like you know when you your mom makes you talk to like a relative sure sure <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's a little here it, it seems it's, a little can be a little forced it's a it well that's the biggest part right is here's i've been the the phone call before the date is fine i've actually had great conversations before a date you initiate them no to me i'm if i to me i know enough about myself so these are all like per like to me, you have to start with what makes you feel good, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're a person out there that's like, I like to hear someone's voice before I go on a date with someone, that's cool. And I always could sense when someone was that way versus, because I, I know that I, 
I know the good rat tat tat of a text conversation. Okay. I know the type of rat tat tat that I like to hear. My rat tat tat is different than your rat tat tat is different from the listener's rat tat tat. Right. So I understand that if we're having a good text conversation, I'm like, this feels good enough for me. Let's do a date. I understand that this is fun and flirty and fun. Some good. people need more. Some people need more, but I, I do think I've been put in situations where, like a charcuterie board, and I'm going to reference, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of charcuterie yeah, reviews. Them. Yeah, you must have seen thousands of I've seen way ones. too many. And what all of my reviews hinge on one thing. It's, it's, is your board made to make me think something about you or for me to be full? Okay. So this is the You're same. You're looking for real substance. I'm looking for substance. Right. Not for me to be got to get your brand that you're trying to let me know right. about. And what I've noticed from the male perspective, from a lot of women that are like, and I'm sure this happens for women too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of tell. You're telling me who you are versus showing me who you are. Okay. So it's a lot of times I, I think go. Men do that too. Uh, right. Men do it yeah. too. In maybe false romanticism to look like they're like mm-hmm. an upstanding guy that's not going to ghost you. So they're like, I'm a gentleman who talks on the phone before a date. Right. You know, I could see a man doing that bullshit move. Mm-hmm. What women do with the bullshit move is a lot of times they'll force it too much and they'll go, Well, I'm a phone call person. I don't do the text thing. I'm not normally on the apps. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're just trying to tell me the type. It's not. You know, do you understand? Yeah, I think you have to phrase it like, hey, I I, I like to do a phone call sometimes before like a date. Would you mind doing that? Absolutely. I kind of like hat in hand. You have to understand that this isn't the norm. Right. That the other person who's asking you out feels that the rat tat tat was good enough. Yeah. So if it's good enough for them, but not good enough for you, it's okay to say, hey, uh, can we just talk on the phone real quick? Yeah. Like the way you said it, the way I said, like, I just know that a lot of situations, it becomes this like religion. Yeah. And you're like, when anything's like that, it's very annoying. This is, this relates to everything. This is, this is anything could be the phone call, but the phone call is where it becomes, oh, you don't know. I, I talk on the phone. And it's like, okay, Nana, that thinks you're fu- like you think like, you're above the above right. what's going on here. You're yeah. on an app where I swiped right. you, you and to, put you in the won't fuck pile and the will fuck pile. Yeah. Okay, you have to we ask them how the they feel thing. about it. Yeah, well, I'll read the email because it sure. I think it sums it up too. Um, hey J and J, love the podcast. Share with all my friends. Rate reviewed. Smash that subscribe button. Nice. <laughs> this is a dude. <laughs> I'm a guy in my mid twenties, mostly meeting women through through Hinge. Since emotionally fulfilling, committed relationships are my kink. My go-to move after a match is to chat. Ooh, I love when someone hugs me (laughs) and tells me they want to be my wife. Oh, yeah. That sounds hot. I like it. My go-to move after a match is to chat for a few days, then ask the girl out for drinks if I feel like we're connecting pretty well over the app. All right. Recently, though, one of my matches asked to talk on the phone before we met up. We wound up having a great conversation that got through a lot of first date awkwardness before we even met up, and now I'm feeling really comfortable and excited going into this drink date. Now I'm wondering if I should add this to my standard pre-date tango. Jordana, what would you think if you were having a good conversation on a dating app and the guy asked to do a phone call? We're the SMS generation, so would, so would it make it seem like a, me seem like a, a psychopath or would it be different and attractive? And how do you feel about a pre-first date call in general? Thanks for doing God's work. Phone <laughs> call curious. 
I love his email. Thank email. you for listening. Yes. Um, it's funny. It's light. He's towing the line, though, of I'm trying to know if this will trick a woman into fucking me. You think? He wrote, what do you think if we're having a good conversation on a dating app and the guy asked to do a phone call? We're the SMS generation. So would it make him seem like a psychopath or would it make me different? Would it be different and attractive? Okay. That's That line to me is like, how do I game the system? So he has to understand what he sounds like. Right. Okay. I do mean, you, I, I didn't read it like that, but I could see how now rereading it, what, what you're saying. Um, I Yeah, if it's used to be like, I wouldn't say it like was going to elevate you in the world of dating. I would only, I read it like much more naive. I feel like I read all these emails from men so much more naively than you. I'm like, yeah, well, I, yeah just wants I'm, to like I'm reading get it with to know my penis. someone, take away some first date awkwardness. I'm like, that sounds lovely. It, no, but he, that's the thing. He starts out right. lovely and he starts right. out with like the right attitude. Then he's like, is this making me more hot? Yeah. I don't think it would. I don't think it would make him more or less hot. I think the it would entirely depend on how the conversation went. Yeah, I, you know I, I mean? I'm just imagining. I when I read these, you read these emails like you're just reading them, and then I, my penis puts on his readers and right. reads these emails in a penis way. Right. Your, your penis is reading it for <laughs> my you. My penis going. Let me look into this. Where's he trying to fuck? You know, get out like, of the way. My penis needs to <laughs> needs to hear what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I um. um yeah, I, I, I agree. But what he said in the beginning is like the reason you would do the phone call. Like that you're actually looking right. for someone. Yeah. You're actually looking to suss out like, I don't want to go on waste of time first date. Right. I or can date understand. that might be very awkward because the person just isn't really like, we're not like vibing. Sure. And it is easy. I think it's e- it is easier to tell that over a phone call than a text. But it's also kind of like very awkward to talk to someone on the phone that you've never met before. Like it can be like that too. Yeah. But, but I, also like I think the older you are, the more you're kind of like, I'm capable of having a phone conversation. Listen, if it's, uh, I agree with you, but then I, I don't like the people I'm bad on the phone. No, you're bad with people you're not friends with on the right. phone. You know, like you're bad with people you don't connect with on the phone. Like, I, I think a lot of people put their like put that label on themselves mm-hmm. to absolve the fact that this might not be the match. And and right. people are really good at avoiding this isn't the match in favor of I'm weird, I'm awkward, he's busy, he's uh not good at answering the phone. You know, the, the, the not the match is more the answer than we make it the the answer. Right. I I would say to this person, I actually think this is a great move for those because here's I wouldn't what I, be like, "Oh, he called me. That's hot." I'd be like, "Okay, like I could call like we assuming the text went like I think you need the text initially a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. call every sure. guy that I meet on an app on the phone. I mean, sometimes you get the women that are so push pushing on the phone thing that they go, "Just just call me so we can get this out of the it's way." Like the it's guy like, okay. who's like, "Just send the pic. Yeah, just send yeah, me a pic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> right. Um yeah, the, it's a it's a you're walking a tight wire between Again, from the beginning of our conversation between telling and showing. Right. You're walking a tight wire. Uh, I mean, it, the phone call might not go. The, everyone you talk to doesn't have to be everyone you go on a date with. I also think it's like hard. Like if you the difference between texting and phone calls is that like in text, you can really like plan out what you're going to say. And a phone call is a little more like organic. The person just has to answer. They can't take like five minutes to come up with like a normal, cute sounding response. And like sometimes it's going to be weird. Scripted versus improv. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I, it's two different things. I I would say to anyone, here's when the phone call to me makes sense. You ever get in those dating app situations where you go back and forth and have a very like normal, nice enough conversation, 
And then you get to the end of that conversation and it's like, I guess we go out now. Right. You, you know, like, and, and it, what sucks about the dating apps is you get to a, you more often than not, you get to, I guess we go out now. Like this is the next step. Maybe the next step is a phone call to see if you really want, like if there is, because we go on, a, I think a lot of like the negative of dating apps is you go on a lot of dates that you just don't want to be on. Right. And I'm- this got him excited. So maybe the people that are just mad over the app, you go, maybe if you're sitting there with no other options, because what happens is when you have no other matches, you chase the meh match. Right. So, so you're it, settling for the whatever. You're settling. Yeah. So you just go on a date that you end up complaining about later at brunch. What I'm saying to the listeners now is like, if you're in that situation, be like, hey, you want to talk on the phone? I'm, I'm just like kind of hanging around. Um, just want to say what's up. And yeah, and I think if you phrase it like that, not like, yeah. like I like to, I make sure that I speak to all my dates before I go out with them. I think, yeah, you could take, I think you could take it on a case by case basis. I don't think you're like, totally. it needs to be like every person I go out with, I need to speak on the phone. And also like, I do, th- I don't really think anything can replace the in-person. Mm-hmm. Like you have to realize that in dating, you're going to go on bad dates. There's no real way yeah. or like trick to avoid that. Calling someone on the phone isn't going to really like a hundred percent avoid that texting them seeing a picture of them whatever i do feel like in the for me at least i could always tell in the first five minutes of sitting down across mm-hmm. from someone whether or not this was going to be like a thing yeah. or not and you like sw- there was no way around that no really. there, there isn't but i i do i think a phone call can help yeah maybe I, and if it makes you feel more comfortable or more excited i think that's really the goal it's like putting butter on dry toast you're like oh this does uh, this toast did need a little butter yeah you know Let's do that some uh, awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. You want to read it? You can send in your awkward sex. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Send in everything you'd like. Hey, J&J. I listen and re-listen to your episodes constantly, so safe to say I love you guys. Also, have put everyone I know onto the podcast. Thank you. So I had been dating this guy for about six weeks, and I decided to take him to my parents' cottage for a weekend away. Dating six weeks, took him to my parents' cottage for a weekend away. That sounds nice. It It was pretty cute, and we were making dinner together and having a good time. We started having sex in the middle of the kitchen because why not? Ooh, love it. I can smell the cedar. Uh, All of a sudden, it felt like someone had set me on fire down there. I tried to ignore it, but it was getting worse by the second. Almost simultaneously, we both realized we had been cutting jalapenos immediately prior to the sexual escapade. Sheer panic ensues. I ran to the bathtub and laid under the cold tap, legs in the air in a V shape. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he, he runs in, starts pouring milk on my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> like a carton. Here, here, here. here comes the milk patrol. This is like a like a like a porno, but not. You know? does, that, does that actually help? I, I guess they maybe say it milk does. helps. Yeah. It isn't helping, and he can't tell. <laughs> I guess not. You can tell I'm still in pain. So I'm watching him look around the bathroom for for a plan. His face lights up. He pours milk in the glass, grabs a tampon, oh dips the tampon in milk. He then makes direct eye contact with me and semi yells, shove it in. Shove it in! (laughs) To be fair, this helped and we immediately burst into giggles. Me naked, covered in milk and with a milk tampon inside of me (laughs) and him pointing and laughing. Also would like to speculate why his penis was seemingly unaffected. Well, it's an any person outie. 
right? Wait, she's saying his penis is unaffected by what? The the jalapeno. Oh, okay. I it didn't I don't get know. inside Does the it get penis. Like, no, the, there's the, no like internal. Like, what if it went like on the urine hole? If it got in the hole, then that would be bad. That would be uh, like kill me. But the penis is no different than your hand. Right. That's yeah, why I like the fair. whole like okay. wash your hands after you pee. I'm like, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of DMs. DMs about that one. I'm saying people are like, you got to wash your hands after you pee, but I touched my penis. That's the same as touching my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And if I didn't get any pee on me, who's, you know, what's the difference? That's so funny. Okay. That's all sure. I'm saying. All right. I don't know if we're still, I'm not, I am not encouraging men to not. I'm not encouraging. <laughs> I'm just saying okay. that I, let's not have the shame revolving around people not washing yes. their hands. If I touch my shoulder and not, if if I touch my ear and none of my ear juice got on my ear, I wouldn't wash okay. my hands. All right, no, no, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not standing behind this movement. You don't stand it. Yes. Uh, why his penis seemingly was unaffected? Uh, we dated for a couple months uh, after that, but it was always a fun story. Hope this gave you guys a laugh. Curious to what you would call this. Um, so she called it. The Milky Way, which is oh, funny. the Milky Way is good. Um, a river runs through it. That's, that's what I funny. kept thinking when she was with her with legs the, up. The uh, um, uh, lactose tolerant. Lactose um, tolerance really good. Um, a tampon terror. Uh, I like that. Fire crotch, but we've had that before. Yeah, we've had the we've had the, we've had the, jalapeno, the jalapeno thing. thing is clearly a thing. Always wash your hands, like, sure. or make sure a guy well, washes even if his you, hands. Even if you wash your hands, I've handled jalapeno yeah. before. And, and put in my, if you're putting your eye, touch it's my very, eye. Very it's like a half a day thing. Yeah, like and you're just like, oh, am I gonna lose this eye? But you're fine. I mean, my God, um, um, I think this is like a green flag for this guy, though. Like this guy, like really, like he took action. This you know what may, I mean? You know, I a, think this is like hot. In a world, yeah, you're yeah. right. In a world where there's very, there's fewer and fewer ways to prove yourself a man. Taking the, having the MacGyver, having <laughs> the ingenuity to dip a tampon in milk and look at her in the eye and go shove now, it in, right? No like questions a, asked. Yeah, yeah, I mean. What if she was like, like now it's like shove it yeah. in. She's like, give me your penis. I'm blowing you while I do this. I think this is the most chivalrous thing I've read in a, in a long time. I have to say. Yeah, it is. Because that's like, like, not like, dead. It's, it's also like it shows he has like empathy. Like he's not feeling it, but he's totally. like, oh, this person that I'm with is like in pain. Well, I need to help them immediately. This is this would be a partner I'd want for life. Yeah, for a baby, especially. Right? Like, you're, yeah, your baby. Helping with your yeah. vagina. Baby's in danger. Get he'd be the one to just like jump right. Yeah, in he'd there. shove a tampon full of milk into that baby's mouth and get it fed. Yeah, he'd save the whole house <laughs> from a burning fire. He'd yeah, be like running right back in. I'm I'm very into this guy. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to think of like what the female like equivalent. Like if you switch the genders, like what like, if. Like, I guess she would, t like, if I had jalapeno dust in my penis. Okay. If she, <laughs> if she took a glass of milk and, like, dipped my penis right. in it. She was like, put it in. Put it in. Yeah, yeah. That would be the, and I would just, like, sit there with my yeah. dick in milk. <laughs> just sitting like there. A, like a cat eating. Yeah. A I mean, this shows the different, the male and female body, just, like, me explaining how easy mine is. Versus the female experience yeah. of like I mean, getting under the faucet. Smart. Yeah. Like, a, like that's, that's a great way to do it. 
That's how you would get it to stay. Because otherwise, way. it would just probably just like splash off. I'm trying to imagine a vagina with the water running into it like that. It's it just such a different look. The hole, I feel like it would it would splat. It wouldn't really get in. Like it he wouldn't? was correct. Like okay. it might like a little bit of it. This is a way to get it. Like all he's like yeah. soaking something surrounding in it. the whole area. Like I saw there was a there was an Instagram targeted ad for this like little jelly thing mm-hmm. that you roll around your car to like clean your car. Basically the whole ad was like, it's really hard to get into the cup holders and get all the junk out of your cup holder. So they have this like this amorphous bag okay. that you put in and it sticks in there and it gets in all the little crevices. That's like the tampon. That's milk. the tampon. That's the same thing. Yeah, I also like that this guy like knows enough about the female anatomy that he's like, oh, this like could work. Yeah, like, I always find yeah, it annoying is... when guys are like, gross tampons, sure. blood. Does that happen? Is that a thing? Some or is that like are, a? I think there's guys who are like, especially like guys not raised around either like open mothers or or, or guys who don't have sisters who are just kind of like that whole world to them is like such a like, mm-hmm. mystery it seems like kind of scary and they're always like hesitant to like go near it and they're kind of they are like grossed out on some level but not necessarily because like it's their fault i just think they sure. don't know anything and i always find that to be like kind of immature and annoying this guy sure. seems like not only does he like aware of like what a tampon does yeah but like way interesting ways that he could use it to his advantage sometimes it feels like as a guy that women hold the immaturity of one guy they met once to i, I mean this is the same way of saying not all men which mm-hmm. does is annoying i understand that um but the they'll take like a guy saying ew like a 22 right. year old guy saying ew to a tampon As and then like, like a marker for the rest of men you know, right. like a t- like then say like well uh, yo that well, dude you guys are grossed out by tan and i'm like well, no how many i'll how- hold it and i'll fucking put it in my ass before you throw it away i don't give a fuck how many girls saying ew that's your penis would would it take for you to have a complex about that fair fair <laughs> right uh yeah if i got if every girl at 22 said once ew to a penis right i guess i yeah yeah you might like think like you might have like an internal fear in the back of your head that someone else might say that to you you're right you know no yeah i take it all back i i learned something today yeah i guess not ever having that's my privilege that's my male privilege right never like women are just like yeah that's a penis they never have that hump to get over of like a fear of the penis. Yeah, but right. there's no blood spewing from our penis. Hopefully. Yes, Hopefully, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. spewing might not be the word that. There's other stuff that comes correct. out of it that's, you know, if you've never seen Delicious it before, cum. that you've never seen before, it might be kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand you know that. Like, I mean? well, if a girl, I'm, like. I, if early on in your sexual experience, someone was like, you might be like, oh, girls don't like this. Yeah. And like, whatever. Then we'll have some pineapple juice and it tastes like vanilla. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. 
Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some emails. UUP at Betches.com. All right, we got another email. We got a, we're getting a lot more emails from guys, which I like because it shows that men are. I think the live shows, you know, helped us out with our dude following because I think they came and like a girl mm-hmm. that they're dating or a woman that like their 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 fiance whatever was like this is what it is and they get it now and then they're like oh okay this is oh, oh that's what a tampon. Right, I was is. about to say that. That's very funny. <laughs> Um, hey, Jay and Jay, love the podcast, and I've been introducing all of my guy and girlfriends to it. You two make dating in your 20s so relatable and fun. I'll cut to the chase. I'm a guy who's been single for a bit over a year and recently met someone at a friend's wedding that I've been stoked about. Bridesmaid. Totally cliche. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love everything about this meeting. Yeah, very meeting, into it. Groomsman, bridesmaid. Best way to meet someone. Casual, gr- fun. Casual. It's a great way to meet someone. We instantly hit it off and have been talking nonstop for the past month, regularly going on dates and sleeping at each other's apartments. It's been very couple-y and I've been, I pretty much lost all desire to see other people. But we have not had the exclusive talk yet. Tonight I was out with a few friends and they were asking about the new girl and it, eventually, it was eventually brought up that she was a friend of a friend's college ex. Uh, sometimes I have trouble. A friend of a, of a friend's... friend's- College ex. Okay. Okay. So, so it's his friend's college ex's friend. No. His friend's friend. Friend of a friend's. One of his friends had an ex from college. Yes. And she's yeah. her friend. Okay. We went to college together but never met. I had already known about this but didn't know how they en- how they ended. Um, apparently they'd been dating on and off for three and three plus years and it ended in flames when she slept with someone else. To make matters worse, the guy she slept with is the same guy my college ex cheated on me with. He, I don't know if he wrote this right. So I, what I'm thinking he's saying is like his this girl that he's been seeing that he really likes. Oh, and went to, was in college with his friend and like 
used to date his friend and cheat and cheated on his friend. Oh, okay, hold on. So the girl he's seeing is the ex of his friend's friend. Yes. Okay, that makes sense to right. me. Because, and then the way they ended is via her cheating on him. Right, okay. yes. So okay. it's the same girl in college she cheated on him. Okay. And now he's seeing her. Um, so naturally I'm feeling extra uncomfortable about this. So she, the guy she, that she cheated on him with is the same guy that her, his college ex cheated on him okay. with. What a small, Very small world. What a small world where they've all exchanged fluids. Yes. That's what happens when you hang out with people from college for too long. <laughs> I understand that people make mistakes and that one act doesn't define a person's character and I really don't even know the full circumstances and if what happened between them qualifies as cheating. But I know that this is going to bother me, especially since I can relate to the other guy so much. My question to you two is, is it valid for me to ask about this even though we haven't had the exclusive talk? If so, how do I go about bringing this up to hear her side of things? I really do want to give her the benefit of the doubt and hear her side without projecting my previous experience onto it. Thanks for any and all advice. Sincerely, anxious AF. I think the ge- the more general question here that's like the more relatable question mm. is, is like if you hear about a negative story about someone that you're seeing. Yeah. Like, are you in from their past? Are you entitled to like really bring that up? Hmm. Um, I don't think you are. You don't think you can say anything? Uh, initially, that's my first thought. I mean. Even if it's going to bother him? I. This isn't she slept with her best his best friend 10 years ago. To me that's different. Like if she had slept with his best friend, it like none of she wasn't sexually involved with like anyone he's really friends with. It, it's his friend. It's friend, it's okay. interesting to me that like as a guy you do wonder about like we talked about this unfairly right. like like a, oh, they slept with someone that that they have you a know, personal relationship. Right, yeah. I know them. To me that's different than this. You're saying you heard that she cheated once. You wouldn't know that information if you weren't by chance. You right. know, like this is information that was brought to you. And I just I don't believe in judging your emotions based off of the thought of the other person's emotions you're dealing with. Right. So like he in the beginning of his email, we met at a wedding at a wedding. It's going great. I want to be exclusive with her that you should do. Right, but it almost is it then is it almost unfair that he now knows this thing about her and isn't sharing it with her and thinking about it? Like isn't that almost going to bother her more than her than if he just asked her like about it? Like say I met this friend, they happened to mention you or this story about you, like um totally f- Yeah, I think you could say like I was with my friends, I mentioned that we were seeing each other, someone mm. actually wound up knowing you like from this time back way back when like they were talking about like some breakup you had. Like, I know it's not really any of my business, especially like at this point. But like, um, you definitely don't have to tell me. But like, I I was wondering what happened there. See, I I hear what you're saying. And then at least she's like not like oh, and the I think it's almost worse to be like oh, the guy I'm seeing this guy who like thinks he knows all this stuff about me, and he actually doesn't. He's just assuming, and he never says anything to me. Sure. Um, hmm. It's a tough situation. I. I don't think it's right for him to be like, so I heard you cheated. I need an explanation about the cheat. Right. Well, that that's definitely not right. Yeah. I, I do think it's okay to say I was with this friend and that guy's, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying, as I say this, maybe it's not okay. Like, um, <laughs> I was with this friend who, if we things go well, you'll definitely meet who hates you. Yeah. This guy yeah, yeah. hates you. You fucking fucked him over. I, 
I don't think it's fair to relate her cheating in college to your personal experience with her. That's because part of this email is asking that where it's like, hey, you know, like his trust level. Like, I do think it sucks to hear something that you're like, now I'm burdened with this information and I need to let them know that I know this information because if it does come up a year from now and she now it's like he hid that these people were talking right. about her like I, I, it can I would, come up that way too if I were the girl I feel like I'd want the chance to like tell my side of the story sure. instead of like letting him think about all these things that like might not be true or things that he heard or things but that are from one person's side of the story this is kind of my point is like I think it's okay to bring up without the accusation of I heard you're a cheater right you know and that's a very difficult thing to do to be like, hey, I heard this story. What happened with so-and-so? Um, you don't deserve to hear what happened with so-and-so, but you also mm-hmm. put yourself in a position to see the person's reaction to you asking that question. Right. Because so th- that that's the problem. Is like it's not right now in presenting like like the best way this goes is you go, Hey, I heard I was with a bunch of people the other night. Uh, I saw your ex, um, and he was talking about how you guys ended. Right. Um, and you go, what happened? And asking what happened in a, I just want to know, like, right. uh, this is just an interesting conversation with the girl that I'm seeing. That could lead you down a road where you hear how she answers it and it's not someone you really match up with. Right. Which it is, could change the match is what, a, you know, and that's something is, you have to be okay with. Yeah, too. which is also okay if, like, that's something that's really going to bother It's also, I think, less about what she did and more about how she feels about it now. Mm. You could say, like, yeah, I mean, she could say, yeah, that happened back then. I kind of, like, really fucked up and I um, felt pretty bad about that. You know, that taught me, that, like, I would never do that again. Yeah, because he's already saying the thing he's doing right now that isn't fair is he's going, I know what it's like. Right. I you know, was cheated on too. Now you're in the cheaters group. You're in the cheated on group and no one can understand your pain. Well, there's the cheater group too that has some pain too. Right. I agree with that. There's people who like do messed up things, especially in college that they later regret. And I think that like we can't, we can't pretend that's, I think if everyone were held to the same, were held to be like the same person that they were in college, we would all be considered way worse people well this is kind of the reality this is a very 2020 2019 issue right well, you know people are getting caught for tweets that canceled. they did yeah. canceled for tweets they did in high school and it's like you know i don't believe in that um yeah i don't believe in that i think it's more about again i don't i think it's more about the way you feel about what you were saying back then or sure. the way you feel about what you were doing back then and what have you done since right. have you been that person till yesterday or have you been that person you know, were you that person for a month and now you've right. learned from it and grown and moved on to me i'd want to talk to her about it less again about like finding out if it's true or not because like if it, even if it is true i don't think it's like such a huge deal i think it's much more about like well how did this experience affect you? How did what did you what did you think about the way you did it? Like, but how, how does did, he bring it up? I think you could bring it up. How, by, does, how does he taste? I think he brings it up. How in a does very, he taste? You thought? <laughs> I think he brings it up in a very honest, non like aggressive way. Yeah. Of like non angry, non aggressive. I think you could. I think the way to do it is to really tell exactly what happened. Say, hey, I have to say, there's there's something like kind of like annoyingly on my mind, even though. I don't necessarily know if it, I have a, it has, I have a right to have it mm-hmm. on my mind, but I can't really help how I feel. So I was at my friend's house. I was mentioning you. Someone came up that they knew you and like said this thing about you. Um, and like, you don't owe me an explanation for that at all. But like, 
I didn't want to like go like assuming anything. So I was just wondering like what your like what actually happened there from your point of view. And again, if you don't want to talk about it, that's also totally and, and leave it open ended. I think that's a great way to put it where yeah. you're like, yeah, I just want to hear what you was, like. I don't want to think that you like are this person being portrayed this right. way. I would advise this was my thought is to separate you wanting to have the exclusivity talk. Oh, definitely. From this conversation. Right. And that's that's the only thing I can tell this guy. Like, how you know, he, he seems happy. He seems like he's having fun. To me, like, hey, um, this has been a lot of fun. Do you want to come hang out with me and my friends? But, you know, yeah. and then, like, now you've, ex- now the relationship has gone to a different level. Now you're on the, like, you're hanging out with my friends level. That's the relationship will go where it goes. That's a different conversation than, hey, also, one of the friends that be there went to college with you. So you think he shouldn't say anything? I don't know what the order is. I, I think, think the he order say is something. saying something first because you don't, no one wants to feel like they've been like set up. Sure. Like, yeah, oh, right. you're just like throwing me into like the lion's yeah. den of people who like hate me and I've given. Oh, I've here been, comes the slut. I've been, given, you know? I've been given no opportunity to tell like my side yeah, of yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, bring it up first. But I think like separate the idea of like how much fun and how much you're enjoying this person from hearing this information as right. much as you can because I don't think your experience has to be the other person's experience. I agree with that. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do some more emails. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, J&J. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J. Love the podcast. Uh, you guys always have such great insight about things, so figured I'd sh- uh, give it a shot and message you about my current sitch. I've been with my boyfriend for almost a year. He has lived with two exes before, and it hasn't worked out. That's a lot of exes to have. <clears throat> That's a lot. In, moved in with. Yeah. And, one uh, is, one, you're like, all right. What happened right, there? Right. Two, you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's 34. I'm 26. But we are both looking for something serious. He usually stays at my place and I am always uh, have been pretty and I am I am and always have been pretty OCD and a clean freak. And he's the opposite. Quite messy. Because of his experience lived with other girls who says he he says we're more like me, cleaner, he thinks if we were to move in together, it wouldn't work out. So I think he is on the fence about the whole relationship because of that. I understand where he is coming from. However, in my mind, if we really want to be together, I know I need to work on being less OCD because I can be a bit crazy about being clean and wonder if I'm living with any if me living with any guy, uh, not just him, would, wouldn't work out because I'm such a clean freak. And I think he needs to work on being a bit cleaner so we can meet in the middle. I know I can be a bit obsessive about being clean, but like I told him, he is more important to me than my things. So I'm willing to meet in the middle and I will not be uh, not and I will be not so OCD if he can work on being a bit cleaner. 
OCD gets drowned right. into this like self-diagnosis. Like right. is she this isn't actually, really, I don't think this is real OCD. This, this is, is like, like the, this is like drunk chick OCD. <laughs> like the, she I think it's she like has, she's very, very neat and she likes things okay. to be a particular yeah. way. And she's I don't, I just hate the self-diagnosis. I'm yeah. Like, I no. mean, there are people with real OCD. Yeah. <laughs> this is like not nice to the OCD community, but like that's, we get it. But that's okay. Whatever. What is your opinion? Do you think if you're a really messy, you absolutely can't live with a cleaner person? Like it just wouldn't work out in the long run or do you think if you both really want to be together you can make it work and live happily together thanks for all the advice what do you think um i think for this guy this is like an excuse to not move in with her sounds like that to me i i kept right? thinking about like my girlfriend and i are talking about moving in um i own a place like to be perfectly honest i own a place that I'm in the process of trying to sell. If anyone's interested. If anyone's interested, <laughs> please. Um, she, her lease is running up. I mean, right. and she said, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, you know, you know, I'm in a situation where I said, well, I don't want to tell her. I, I do want to take next steps with her. But me saying will sign the lease. I have to sell my place. Sounds very cold and like I don't want to move in. Okay, you're you're saying renew your lease because I'm still Well, my point is I haven't sold my place yet. Renew your lease because or move to my place right. until I sell it and then we can find a new place. So you did say the second option too. The second option's on the table. Okay. But she doesn't want to move to my place. So okay. to me, I'm like the only other option is renew your lease. I'll keep trying to sell or I'll find a renter. Mm -hmm. And if I can, if those things happen, then we can reopen the conversation. I'm not going to pay to live in two places at once. That's, that's just fair. Okay. This is where we're at. And right. that, that started a, a, you know, but I had to say that I had right. to like, let that be known because, and then, you know, that upset her. And I understand why that upset her. That's, but to me, that's not I'm not clean in the apartment right. <laughs> you know like to relate it to this email right. I'm, I'm giving you a personal story that I'm trying to be as right. political with as possible because I it, it becomes a touchy I'm just saying any moving subject becomes a touchy subject this my I do think I have legs to stand on as I'm telling you this yeah. story right now I agree I, I think you do as well okay so this guy has no legs to stand on Right. So this I'm bull, relating this, it like, to my OC situation. Right. This OCD thing, or like this, you know, your very clean thing. Sure. I think most guys kind of like when a girl is pretty clean. Of course. Person, of course. Like, I. It's how clean can you be? Right. That it's not. You know. It seems like an excuse of like. We all watch Full House. Right. Danny. We'd all live with Danny Tanner. That guy's a clean freak. Right. Well, what I would say to this guy if he's because she says that he says, um. She says to um, me, this guy's putting it off by right, referencing says, his two because, relationships right. that didn't work out. It's a scare tactic. He says he thinks if we were to move in together, it wouldn't work out. Where else do you go then? Yeah, the, the, that's, then, the, that's the only thing you needed to hear. Mom and dad live in two different homes, right. um, but they're great. <laughs> They've been together thirty years. They have an apartment. Dad has an apartment. <laughs> Mom has a house. Uh, they'll fuck, but then they at night go to their own separate homes. Like that's not life, right? That's like the for me. That's the whole answer, right yeah. there. Yeah, you. It, this you're is saying a cover like up. you're saying let's let's figure out a way. Like we both work on on this, and no couple. I mean, every couple 
that I mean, you haven't lived with uh, Jess yet, but like every couple has like some slight cleaning like discrepancy of issues. Course. That's like a normal I am a disgusting, thing. filthy pig. Right. But like that's not a reason. If you've ever had a roommate, that also happens there. Like there's yeah, not. These are the things you talk out during. This isn't practical versus romantic. Right. You know, those are the two things that come into play with relationships. That's yeah. why it's, it hurts to tell someone that I'm my practical side of I'm not going to pay for two places to live mm-hmm. hurts her romantic side of I, I'm ready to like be roommates. But you know, you but, are ready to be roommates. She yeah, just has to. I, I, I am. You. And it's, um, but also for this guy, this isn't practical versus romantic. Right. This to me seems like he's there's. I think if if I were her, what I would say to him is like, listen, like this seems kind of crazy. Like I told you, I'm willing to compromise on this like clean thing. I really is this really really about like the difference in cleanliness? Yeah. Because like, um, to me that just doesn't seem like that legitimate. And it seems like if you really did want to move in with me, that you would we would figure out a way to to work this out. So let's talk this out. Right. Yeah, and let's talk about it in practical terms. When do you think we would move in if that was going to happen? Because she seems ready now, right? And, and he you can seems, say like, if it's about you not, yeah, if it's about you not being ready. That's okay. A that's a different story. That's Let's a different not conversation. Lie to each other, right? But this like whole thing about the cleaning thing is like to me is setting off like a bullshit detector. Yeah. So I'd like I'd prefer to like talk about what's really going on for for the sake of both of our time. I'm with you. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Little red flag deal breaker. Okay. No matter where you go for dinner, they always order chicken strips. Ooh. This is tough because it's like, it's not about like what you're eating because I can order what I get. Mm -hmm. You get the chicken strips. I get... You're you know, saying the, it's about like the ahi tuna with an adventurous a, person. Yeah, it's like, uh, what do you like? I feel like I knew someone like this, or I knew someone's parents that were like this, where like the parent, like I watched the parents dynamic, and it seems so fucking boring. Like, you know, like I remember well, dad I met, always gets dad only does does this, and I was like, yeah. can you guys talk to dad? Okay, and then they were like, well, no, no, this is what he does. Like he gets the soup and half a sandwich. And I was like, man, you guys like, I just remember like growing up. See, to me, this just screams stability. Stability. (laughs) This is like, (laughs) I mean, this could tell you a lot about my issues with food. We're like growing up, like the, the family that would have cereal for dinner depressed me so much. Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's a different story. Cereal for dinner. I'd be like, your family lives in a dimly lit house where no one smiles and all you hear is the spoon against the, the milk. The Freeds grew up with a large disdain for, for poverty. <laughs> hated the poor. <laughs> no, it wasn't about poverty. It was more just like, if you had the means right. to have a dinner, why the fuck are you having cereal? Right. And it's like, fair. do you guys hate each other? Do you mm. not like talking about what was good, what was bad? So many of conversations are opened up via food that this person who does chicken strips at every dinner has cut us off at the knees of having a life together that has differentiation and discussion. So it's a, it's a deal breaker for you. Deal breaker. For me, it's just a red flag. 
Wow. I have to say something in your whole conversation there. I was like, this guy he doesn't he doesn't need the new sexy food of the week. <laughs> I don't have to worry about him seeing a girl on the street. It's so like what younger are you talking about? Like panko versus regular fried? <laughs> That's young, what you talk about. Younger, like these are good chicken strips. Younger and hotter than me. <laughs> this guy likes a nice stable. He likes to stick with what what he knows is good for him, like uh, me. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Wow, this is what a, what it's funny the two places it brought us to right? two very specific but like, different I places. I can count this guy is reliable. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to talk to this woman right. about? <laughs> Let's do another. All right, they only pee sitting down, or if it's a girl, she she's she stands up. Do women stand up and pee? Can you do it? I think she can squat. How about so she only squats even in the house? Yeah. He, he only pees, pees sitting, sitting down. down. To me, is this a I'm, thing that some guys do? I'll take a break from you know the the hardships of life to have a sit sit and pee. Okay, because this girl who wrote in, she said, I have, a, "I have a friend who dated a guy, and she walked in on him going to the bathroom, and he was peeing sitting down. He claims he has peed sitting down his entire life because it is, because it is less messy." That's a weird reason. <laughs> like, like what does he do at a baseball game? Like. To me, sometimes people do that, like you pee sitting down so you don't have to be next to someone at a urinal, okay. which is like a whole nother Pandora's box of emotional issues. Right. Um, it is a weird sight. I could understand like walking in on the guy sitting down peeing. It just doesn't look very attractive. Right. It's not like a very like manly look. Yeah, I could understand that. I've peed sitting down. Like I'm not above that. I'm okay. also not preferring that. Um like the more personalized one was if if he pees all over the seat right. and doesn't clean it up, that would be that's like a better one almost. That's a better one than this one because yeah. the pee sitting down guy is kind of ridiculous to me. Like I I just to have the proclivity, like to have the the preference is is like I I mean I've done it when I've hung over. I'm just right. like oh god. I think it's kind of like if you if you, it's kind of your preference and you know it's weird, but like you kind of like it, fine. Okay. But you kind of have to admit that, like, this is not what? If, what if they pee all over the seat? Red flag that's deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. That's deal very, breaker. Yeah, that's very annoying. That's, like, gross. I mean, live with someone who's just peeing all over the seat. Who's cleaning that up, then? I will pee on the seat by accident. Like, the, no one pees on the seat on purpose, You gotta clean it, though. And then I clean it up. Right. But that's fine. I can understand that, like, sometimes my cleanup ain't so great. What if it's a trickle? If it's if it's every time or if it's that's what I'm saying I don't it's, think like it's every time every time it's like every time I go in the bathroom there's urine all over the seat I'm like I don't want to live in the jungle like <laughs> what if one time he forgot to flush a huge dump one time it's fine yeah we've all been there that has happened <laughs> to me holy shit that's an axe you know you're a little out of it whatever sometimes I'll walk out of a place every time it's like this is all like a one time no, versus it's every one time, time. You, it's intent versus yeah. this is intent like yeah. an intent question. So like this guy intends to sit down every time he pees. That to me is like, what else is happening here? Right. To me, it would it might be like indicative of some other like issue. issue. Yeah, like I would think that too. Psychoanalytic. I mean, they used to have at the baseball games at, uh, at like at, at like sporting events, they would have the troughs. What's that? You know, like a pig trough? Like a, just like a long line. Of, yeah. And oh. then you could just pee in that. I feel like I saw that at like the Coliseum in Rome. Yeah, well, that's how <laughs> men used to go to the. That's how they used to do the public bathrooms, and it was actually better because more people could fit. But as a young kid, I would go to the like go to games with my dad all the time, 
you'd be this little young kid just pan like penis out face to face with a you know an anaconda oh it's the other way no it's just like not the other you wouldn't be facing each other but you're like when you're now they have the little kid you know like a a shorter Uh uh-huh the problem with the trough is like your your shoulder to shoulder. Interesting to be a man and grow up with like no anxiety about your penis being seen by other people. Some people do. That's why they put up the the barriers. Right. Some urinals have the barriers next to them, which I use as a armrest. I'll put my arms on both sides and kind of chill out for a second. Which Hang is your coat up. Put my coat up. Have my, <laughs> this is me time. But you know, I think yeah, the whole nakedness with men, like. I remember like they would have like, you know, you have shower rooms. You ever like take a shower in like a big shower area? Um, Yeah, I feel like most women's rooms are like much more private than the, yeah. than the male counterparts. I haven't seen many showers that are just like open showers. I've been in the, growing up, I used to, you know, you take a shower in an open shower house. Right. But then, maybe you know, there they start be- putting up curtains and stuff. You know what? I feel like there should be more of that for women's rooms too, because I think it would make us all more proud of our bodies. Oh, really? I think Maybe men have it. much less shame about like their bodies or not their bodies not being perfect. And I think for us, it's like there's so much in place to like allow you to hide it that I think I think if I grew up in locker rooms where everyone was naked, I'd mm. be like, okay, like this is me. Yeah, it was this weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> I this this weird thing growing up of like you're a man if you you're less of a man if you cared. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like for us, it's like, oh, like it's almost like, wow, she's like, if you saw, look at at her, look at that Amazonian. For me, it's like if I'm ever in a gym locker room and I see like a naked woman, I'm like, good for you. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that's (laughs) going for it. Really, like you're really going for it. But it's not like like most women are not doing that. Yeah, there are some, but like I'm always like kind of like, oh, that's like I'm. Impressed. Yeah, I'm a locker room naked guy. I take the, sh- I do the towel over the shoulder. Okay. And and I waltz my way to the shower. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's do one more. All right. Uh, I have a red flag or deal breaker question. I was on Hinge the other day, and someone wrote in their bio that they have a 150 pound weight limit. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That to me is crazy. What if yeah. they had a weight minimum? Like, like they're like, like no, I like least. curvy women. Like, would that be as offensive? I feel like it would be less offensive, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It they shouldn't should both be. be offensive. Yeah. Any, uh, any looks related. The thing is about looks related mm-hmm. preferences. Yeah. Is you keep them to your fucking self. You keep them to your, it's okay to have them. You're allowed to internally preference whatever you want. That's but what, the, like, but that's also what the like is. That's what, right. the, uh, that's what, yeah, the swipe that's is. what that's to show what that is. Like, yeah. what do you, like? you know, the more you say, the more you're like putting the blame on the other person for their looks. Right. I mean, like, like going into like, I mean, this is a subject that's been had before, but like putting in no guys below five, five. Yeah, that's also to me. That's right. the same Just thing. Just don't like, swipe right on the guys that you. They're well, then too they short would go well, their pictures. They look taller than they are. Well, that's your problem. Right, that's a risk you're just gonna have to take. That's called life is uncomfortable. Deal with it. Yeah, right. I, I like think- to like this is a deal breaker. If a girl said uh, no, no guy under five five apply, I would lo- I would look at them. I'd fuck them. Well, just but the I fact wouldn't want to date them. Just the fact that they would like say it is like it's obnoxious. Yeah, it's obnoxious. Right. 
Again, I'm above 5'5", five, five, and if a girl said no guys under 5'5", five, five, I, I would write. look at her a certain way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm below 155, but I wouldn't like want to date. For me, it would be like, I'd almost be happy that the guy wrote that because I'd be like, okay, great. Now I can like not. Never speak to him. Right. Yeah. It's almost like the people who are so out there like that saying like that kind of thing who are like, oh, well, like, I just want to make sure that I don't see any girls. Or well. whatever. I'm like, okay, like. <laughs> great now like i know that you're that kind of person and i can like that you must go to this length of like offending people to do that then like now i can eliminate you too here's his response let's say this is his response the guy who has they have a weight 155 weight limit okay Mm -hmm. it's a joke this is because i think that might be his response and my response to him was you're not good at jokes right that's not that's worse because it's not funny well this is this, this screams to me like it's harder for me to believe that he's like actually working on a 155 pound weight limit right and it's easier for me to believe that he's the type of guy that goes people get so offended and it's like no you made a bad joke right it didn't work you're offensive it (laughs) just because people get offended doesn't mean that offensive doesn't exist those are the worst people because they because here's why they're the worst because sometimes a joke is offensive and it's really funny sure and this is (laughs) This isn't even a joke. And those people, I do feel bad because like you're not allowed to laugh because it's like offensive, but it's really funny. This joke is offensive and not funny. Yes. So it's like it's 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 so much worse for those people who are making the really the really funny offensive jokes, you know, like the Dave Chappelle's of the world. Totally. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I there's it's. You hear these people all the time, right? They think they're on the same level of complaining about like the PC culture no, as yeah, like a as no. like a Dave Chappelle, and it's, it's like no, no, he's funny and offensive. Sure, you're not funny and offensive. Absolutely, it's 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 the gray that we all just subtly ignore, and that's why this <laughs> podcast is here every Wednesday. Keep telling yes. your friends, keep telling your coworkers, your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. Uh, I'm Jared Freed. I'm Jordan Abraham. Oh, and these podcasts are now going to come out at midnight on Wednesday, so you can listen on your morning commute on Wednesday if you would like as well. Is it midnight Wednesday or midnight Tuesday? It's midnight Tuesday night. Okay. So Wednesday, the beginning, the very beginning of the of the cal- of the actual twenty four hour day. So they're oh. waiting for you Wednesday morning when you wake up. Yes, they'll be there when you rise, you little keppy, and you the birds tweet, tweet, tweet. Papa JT and Jordana are there waiting. waiting. All right. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.